This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. All right. How are you getting on? You well? You well? Welcome to the bonus camel shit show over here on Headstuff Plus. Thank you so much for making the trip over here. Thank you. And because you've made the journey here, I'm not going to give you, because you have visited my home, I am not going to give you some ridiculous rule like take your fucking shoes off, all right? Clean up after me when I leave, right? Just fucking clean up after me. Just clean up after me. Okay? You've invited me here. Thank you for that. <laughs> no, I, hang on. I might have the wrong end of the stick here. No, maybe I should just take my shoes off. <laughs> I just don't like taking my shoes off. Because I'm like, a, I'm because I'm a straight man. I hate my butthole. I hate my feet. You know, I love my willy. And, you know, drive too much kind of like, you know, importance to that. Um, I'm not going to go list all the things I like about myself. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm a straight man. I like my willy. I don't like my butt hole at all. I just wish it would disappear. Um, and I don't like my feet. My feet are nice. They're fine. Don't like them. Don't ask me why. Don't I mean, I must have seen something. I must have seen someone walking on beans or something. Do you know what I mean? And I'm fucking, I'm stepping in, I'm stepping in. I feel like I'm, I'm repeating myself all the time, but I spend all morning stepping in wet, cold porridge on the ground in my bare feet and beans sometimes. That's gross. I would have thought that if that had happened to me when I was seven and I pictured this, you know, if someone told me one day when you're older, you're going to spend every morning walking on cold bits of bean and egg and porridge, I'd probably be like, is this in, you know, is this after I die? What sin have I committed to be sent to hell? The eternal damnation. That is absolute awful. That is awful. I probably would have chucked myself in the fucking liffy if he told me that was on the horizon. Now, you know, but you kind of realize, you kind of realize you're harder than that. You know what I mean? You kind of realize you're a bit fucking harder than that. You know, I'm picking up fucking spiders now because I don't want to embarrass myself in front of the kid. I'm cleaning up dirt. I just do the fucking mucky jobs. And I tell I drive a bit of, uh, I don't like it. But I derive a bit of um, a bit of pride from from picking up all that dirty shit, and putting putting a poo in the bin. I got I need a bit more interesting things going on in my life. I need to stop talking about porridge and shit. All right. But uh, how are you doing? How's things? Um, do you know what I've been doing a lot of recently? Um, because they do such a wonderful job here. Hillary, producer to the stars, Hillary here in Headstuff, does such an amazing job of my podcast and Young Hot Guys that, you know, I, I don't I don't need to edit anything anymore, which is a bit amazing. And it's been incredibly useful. And I think that my upcoming show, Litterbox, is probably going to be one of the better and best written shows that I've done, to be honest. Um, it's what it feels like. It feels like there's actually jokes in it because I have the time to actually go in, do the podcast, and then I don't have to edit it. But I have found, I have the itch to be editing a lot. I'm blowing up the fucking WhatsApp groups with the memes now, with all the edits. Had a lot of good fun over the, um, you know, the Devonish leaked photos. There was a bunch of bunch of boys, bunch of sexy boys doing dances in a Belfast conference center. And a lot of old dears going to see them. And um, the show took a bit of a turn. And then um, there was a lot of gratuitous, um, simulated sex <laughs> happening and this was all over the news like what what's this you know um, and whenever 
Uh, this might be a bit morbid. No, I feel like whenever there's something big in the news and you read it and you're like, mm, that doesn't sound that mad. There is likely video evidence that is in a WhatsApp group somewhere that you haven't seen. It's almost like it's almost like the news sometimes is just a little little fucking prick tease, you know, being like sordid scenes last night. And you're like, you know, you know, for the sake of their privacy, we won't share. You know, the only reason this is news is because there is WhatsApp groups talking about it. You know what I mean? So show them, just put it on the news. What do I got to do? Like hit up, hit up my scaldiest mate because it is always just your, just your scaldiest mate. It's just your scaldiest mate. You just have to get onto your fucking scaldiest mate and say, can I see those videos? What are you talking about? Come on. You know? Yeah, all right, here you go. <laughs> here you go. Here's here's my favorite one. It's Nell one holding the, the black guy's uh, dick. You know? This, I'm getting gross here. Sorry. You're not, you didn't pay to hear this. But I've been having a lot of fun replacing those faces with other faces. You know, just getting into the editing, you know, quite a lot. Um, uh, That's what I've been doing. Uh... You know, just messing with photos, putting, just putting lads' faces on lads with their mickeys out. What am I talking about? Is that what I'm telling you here? Is that what you paid to hear? What'll I do? I'll tell you what I'll do today. I'll give you some advice, some unsolicited advice. I feel like when I'm stewing, I'm not stewing at the moment. You know what? I'm not, my, my diet's not been very bad um, because I'm not hungry at all. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not like, my mental health hasn't been kind of low. I feel like I've been productive and moving forward and good relationships with my friends and family and kids. I haven't really been going to the gym. Why am I telling you all this? I'm telling you this because normally I give advice when I'm in like a bad, uh, a bad way. I'm never like in a bad way. But when I'm kind of like, do you know what's so annoying is I don't get to be in a fucking bad way. (laughs) I don't get to just be like, yeah, I'm not showing up today. Mm, Yeah, I'm not showing up for anyone today. I'm turning my phone off. And I am not talk. I'm not going to have a conversation with anyone today, you know. And so I've had a few people like hit me up, say, I can relate. My missus was away and, you know, I was eating shit and I didn't really know which way was up. And look, bro, bros, bros out there, I am trying to empathize with you, sympathize. I really am. Well, that sounds fucking, that sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds amazing. And I know it was beautiful. <laughs> old man, old man, Captain America. It was beautiful. Uh, it sounds great. Sorry. A lot of people's depressive episodes sound pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry, but I've just kind of been like staying at home and just kind of fucking watching TV and playing video games and just been eating shite. Like I'm going to spend probably a grand on a family holiday and not reach that high level of joy. <laughs> you know, because, and I've accepted this. I am just, I have a selfish, self destructive filter. And through that, once I push through that, I can see the forest for the trees. I see everything that's beautiful. I see my gorgeous family. And then once I push past that, I can put them first. But I have an urge at all times to put myself first. And I don't do it. So it's good, I suppose. But you know what I mean? I have an urge to. Uh, just disappear and go into the bed and eat a chicken ball. And I'm repeating repeating myself here, you know? My dream is to bring my PSVR upstairs and play Final Fantasy VII Rebirth in my bed, eating chicken balls, lying down with the VR goggles on, you know? And, And have my family somewhere safe, 
know they're safe and know they're not going to call me. That's another thing. Even when you have the, you're always on call. So look, <laughs> but I love it. And I've actually come around to it, you know, a lot. And there's a lot of people that would view that picture of a man in bed eating chicken balls playing video games as maybe the saddest image that's imaginable. But, you know, so I'm just saying, um, yeah, look, depression's hard. No, I don't know. I'm not getting into that. <laughs> I'm just saying that. I, but I do empathize. I, I wish there was someone who was, you know, maybe maybe it'll be me. I keep looking for like a strong male role model, you know, contemporary who respects women um, uh, and doesn't view them as some sort of inferior, uh, incapable of making decisions kind of person. Do you know what I mean? Um, which a lot of these kind of male kind of like, I told you this before, I was reading this book and it seemed really holistic and it seemed all about, it seemed to make sense. It seemed to make sense about dynamics and, you know, there are partnerships, but at some time in everything, in decision-making, one person is a bit more submissive, the other one's a bit more dominant, and that flip-flops, and that's kind of like this kind of little dance that you do, the dance of being submissive or dominant in a relationship. Or maybe some people hold on to those roles for longer period of times, or they hang on to them indefinitely, and that's what, you know, is what is what people prefer. But then he gets into how women aren't able to make decisions and need men and seem very fucking old school fucking gender norm bullshit to be perfectly honest and I was like I'm out on this you know suppose you just take elements of things that you like but I'd also like to see a strong male role model be like hey your bird's going away right you earned this okay you earned this all right you you've been how how long you've been together right five years has you been away before notice the first time look you've been clocking in five years of pretending to be a real person right you can let it go you can let that go just drop let every single gut in your body, mind, and, you know, in your heart, body, and soul, just fucking let it out, right? You're you again. So with that, right, you're you're going to have a lot of urges to hurt yourself, right? You're going to have a lot of urges to probably, you know, you might even, you might even spend half an hour on Deliveroo because someone told you that somewhere in Dublin, there's a Chinese that does an eight in one. And you've been trying to find where this Chinese does an eight in one. And you're like, what, what, could the, what could the last two possibly be? How big are the trays? I'm salivating here thinking about that. What could it be? I'm not going to think about that. But you know what I mean? You're trying to do yourself some damage here. You could also, like that's an, that's an energy and it can be harnessed. It can be harnessed. So I think what you should do, right? is go for a big, long fucking walk, 10K walk, a 10K walk, right? Go for a 10K, your bird's away, go for a fucking 10K walk before you go home and tuck into your fucking games undisturbed and do order the Chinese. Just go for a big, long fucking walk here and go in smug. Eat that Chinese smug, right? But it's hard when your bird is away because you're like, you're like, who are you? Who am I? You know? I've been putting in hours pretending to be this person. I've been fucking rippling this shit up for 10 years that I don't even remember who I am anymore, you know? What I do know is that I've also been suppressing my deep desires, my desires to leave my socks on the floor, my desires to leave the towels not on the rack, my desire to drink from the fucking carton or the bottle, my desire to eat noodles out of a pot, my desire to not plate I have, a, I have a dormant, and I can't shake it, desire not to plate. I want to eat out a fucking frying pan. 
I want to move furniture closer to the television. I feel like there's a fucking, there's a bug inside me. And I can't, and it's, an, and it's just making me do these things. But somehow there's like an aura or a pheromone off my wife that keeps this fucking bug at bay. But the bug is me. We are merged. We are fucking fused. And there is no way of removing the bug without removing me. So we just have to suppress the bug. But then my bird goes away and it's like, okay, here's the fucking. Blah. Yeah, let me order. Let me order enough Chinese for three people because I'll just eat this for the whole weekend. Save me cooking. Yeah, it's a great idea. That reheats so well, especially what you're ordering. You're not ordering the curries or the rice. You're going full stodge. Yeah, that reheats so well. Great job. You're fucking tucking into a couple of IPAs maybe, you know. Couple of, a couple of things that you probably, you know, I will throw in the extra strength. Go on, throw in the old fucking 5.6. Go on, double IPA, yeah. Give that shit a lash. Do you know what I'm going to do? Do you know what I'm going to do? Bong. I'm going to do a bong. <laughs> I don't know. There is nothing about this house that would facilitate a bong, bong use. I, I'm actually worried about the drapes. Uh, you know, the, the smell holding on to the drapes. But I'm doing it now out of spite or something. Out of spite. <laughs> you know? Uh, or I'll do it in the back garden probably. And go in cold from a bong. That's just silly. Anyway, look, what am I talking about? I'm just saying that there's a bug inside people. Could be boys, could be girls. I don't know. I can't speak for women. I can only speak for, um, and actually, do you know what? I can't even speak for men because that's not the fucking truth. I was chatting to my cousin Omar there, you know, and his, his, his missus, you know, uh, has to travel a little bit for work. And he's like, I've never been fairer in my life. I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm winning fucking high intensity workout classes. I didn't even know they were a game. You know, I always tend to eat very well, go for runs. That's a different bug. Or he's cleansed himself of the bug. So I can't speak. These are not, I'm not making broad gender statements here. What else is going on? I'm half a day off the vape. So look, please, please stop, 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 stop it. No, I'm, I and, and I'm looking at every little plastic nozzle that I can see. And I want to like wrap my little lips around it. I want to get a pull off everything. I want to get a pull off this fucking plant. This microphone looks delish. But Terry told me that each lost Mary is the equivalent to 20 fags. And I'm like, okay, that's a lot. That's a lot of nicotine. And and again, if we're, if we're talking about like little, little um, insidious little fucking bugs, that have crawled under your skin and are now kind of like in control of your cognitive function, like we were with, you know, how your bird does be away. You know, nicotine has that. Nicotine's making me do things. Like nicotine wants me to leave my kids in the car <laughs> to get, to get, to pull over to the shop to and leave my kids in the car. Uh, and they're small kids. And I don't want to do. Maybe you do. Maybe sometimes it's fine, right? A local shop, or of course, if Terry's there. Um, but nicotine makes me want to pull over the car, walk up the road to where there's parking, walk up the road, go into a shop, and get a vape, and then come back. I could be five, ten minutes with them in the car. No, not going to happen. Nicotine wants me to do that. Nicotine wants me to deliveroo 
Nicotine wants me to pay triple the price of a vape so I can have a deliveroo to my house and then tip the guy because it's so embarrassing to do that. Nicotine's wanting, is trying to get me to do that. So I'm going to fucking, if you want to talk about Gary's, you want to talk about Jeffrey's, nicotine is what, what we call it, the fucking spore. The spore. The spore is trying to get me to do some despicable behavior. So I'm not fucking letting the spore win, right? They do sell them in spar. <laughs> um, the spore is not fucking winning. So I'm going to vilify this thing. You know, Tony Robbins says, look, if you're call- if you say that, you know, if you're counting how many days you've been since you stopped smoking, and you're still a smoker. You just have to say, I don't smoke. That's it. It's been this many days. So I don't vape. I'm not letting you fucking stupid spore win. Jeopardize my family. Jeopardize my family. Getting fucking Brazilians to cycle uh, half an hour to my gaff just for a fucking vape. How dare you? Despicable little thing. Delicious, despicable little pineapple teat. Whatever. Everything's going to be fine. Don't you worry. Maybe I'm better off getting the pouches. At least you know how many's in the pouch. Do you know? No, I'm not getting the pouches. I might get the pouches. <laughs> I might get the Nordic Spirit pouches just to give it a shot. Just to get off the... No, if that I feel like that's getting into your system, fucking under your gum. Come on. Come on. Anyway, look, um, what else is going on? I don't, I, I am not giving any more fuel to the spore, okay? I'm not listening to it anymore. It is despicable though, isn't it? Like, it would actually have me do something maybe even dangerous, um, which is wild. I wouldn't be doing that. Uh, do you know what? There was a time I might do that for McDonald's breakfast as well. I told you, I have a very eloquent, despicable voice in my head. I have a very eloquent and well, um, like an incredible debater living inside my head, which is probably Gary as well, who tells me not to do things, tells me to quit, tells me how comfortable it will be if I just quit something and how it would be so nice and how nice my, it's the same fucking, it's the same bug. It's the same fucking spore insect bug that wants me to get into my fucking bed and eat a Chinese. Um... That's the thing, I suppose, as I've gotten older, is I, I need to figure out what are my actual hobbies and what is pure <laughs> self-destructive indulgence. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if you can relate. What are my actual hobbies? Um, and what and where and what are, what are my hobbies? Or do you know what it probably is? When am I when am I acting on my hobbies? Am I acting on them because I'm you know of peace of mind with all my work done? And I'm enjoying them or am I using them to escape, you know, to escape feelings? Am I using video games to escape um, the the anxiety of not finishing like a, a, something I'm supposed to be writing? You know, am I eating chicken balls to fill the anxiety of, you know, whatever, any ending really. <laughs> They're so good for that. They're so good for that. But there's only a very brief grace period of like, this is amazing. And every Chinese I have this when I order, especially if I'm going for the stodge. The first, like, and it's only about seven minutes, maybe maybe even five. This is amazing. And everything after is just like, you know, it's like you still have the porn window open and you haven't closed it, even though you're done. <laughs> you know, the porn window is still open and you're, you're looking at it and you're just too tired to click on the X. Imagine your boss being, are you ticklish? Fucking hell. And you have to be like, oh, I mean, you've been, I, uh, 
<laughs> Have you ever been in that situation where someone's just like, even just a chat is just fucking shite? That's not like assault. But the fact that you have to be like, yeah, you know. <laughs> like, you know, someone like, I don't know, say if someone just is, your boss is just having a go with something that you like, that you that you like, and like you don't really, you're not really arsed kind of like countering with them, you know. What could you have? Like, just, they might be talking about, you know, your boss might be like, oh, I just saw a mad film there, Saltburn. Um, Barry Keoghan was in it. And uh, have you seen it? No. Well, what happens is Barry Keoghan, and like, you know, why is it about people when you say, I haven't seen it? People are like, <laughs> amazing. Let me tell Let me tell you about it. Barry, you haven't seen it? Oh, well, you should check it out. Is the only, is the only response to I haven't seen it. You are not going to do it. Look, I know you're excited, hon. I know you're excited. I know you want to tell me that you fucked a grave, right? I know I know you want to tell me that you drank the bad water. I know you want to tell me all this stuff. I know you want to tell me this, right? I can see you're excited. And it's hard. I know it's tough, buddy, when you have those big feelings and you want to tell me about it. But I haven't seen it. You're going to ruin it. You will, you, you're, what, your fucking description of this flick is going to get, like, you know, I mean, there's no salty to it. <laughs> the salty of the performance, there's no salty to it at all. I mean, it is a big fucking frying pan over the head of a flick with, with kind of like nothing, not really about Atten, but I really enjoyed it. I have actually seen it. I often tell people that as well. Someone's like, have you seen this? Um, oh, did you ever see, um, you know, what else? What, what do other people fucking watch? You know? Uh, have you ever seen, have you watched... Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Donald Glover. No, I have now, but I don't want to talk about it. Anytime you abuse your power to make me listen to your bullshit, that's assault. It's not the same as tickling or like like kissing or anything like that, but it's fucking rough, you know? Anytime I can't just say to you as a mate, how I, I can't talk to you how I would as a mate. This is not about like work or whatever. You tell me what to do work-wise. That's totally fine, right? But if I have to sit there and listen to you explain the plot of Saltburn. Like the plot of Saltburn isn't that interesting. It's the performances that are interesting in Saltburn. I don't want to hear you talk about Saltburn. You know, that is assault. If I can't be like how I would my mate being like, stop fucking talking about Saltburn. I actually wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I have a lot of mates describe movies and things that they've seen and not particularly well. You know, I love them all. Love them all. You know, but if it's like, have you seen that 80s cartoon, Jason, the Wheel Warriors? Well, there's one episode where I'm like, you need to stop talking right now. I love you. I love you. But this is an animated show and you're trying to, this is like describing a dream. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I know you're excited again. Again, as I said, I know you're excited. And I can relate to that, you know. There's an excitement. My dad gave me an, an Apple Watch there. He was rocking his fucking Apple Watch Ultra. The watch, the watch for like mountaineering, which is the one, hey, it's the biggest one now. It's the biggest one, you know. So he's got the biggest Apple Watch. It has an alarm. It has, you know, tracking from space if he falls down a cave spelunking, which I don't think he's going to be doing, you know, you know, driving to Sandyford every day. I don't think that's going to happen, you know. Um, but anyway, sorry, I'm having to dig at him. He gave, me a, <laughs> he gave me a watch. I just find it insane that anyone would have the Apple Watch Ultra. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. But I suppose it's bigger, you know, it's the biggest one. So that's, that's, uh, that's all he wanted. Anyway, so he had this other Apple Watch. And he gave it to me. Um, 
and I had like, you know, I had the itch then, you know. I was like, he gave it to me because um, he obviously he'd got the new one and um, he even actually, he he he, we, he popped over to visit and then he was driving off and he called and he was like, um, oh, I have that Apple Watch actually in the car, but look, I'll get it to you next time. I was like, drive back with it now. I said, drive back with it right now, you know. I'm like, I'm not really in control of myself right now, you know. It's it's close. There's a new little gadget and gizmo. It's very close. What I don't even fucking know I want the Apple Watch for. I don't know what I even want it for. It will it will not be for like counting calories. It will not be for, you know, steps or anything like that. My phone already does it. I can't think of one, one use case that I would use this for, that I would use this for over my phone, right? I can't think of a single thing. There's... Keeping time, fine. Yeah, it's bright, I suppose. Uh, I'm on stage. What would I put notes on it? Probably not. Maps, use my phone. Like, I can't, you know, answering a call. No one does that. They tried to make that work. It's not happening. It's not happening. No one does that. Roger, you know, wrist to the mouth. It looks fucking stupid. So I can't think of a single use case. I'm thinking I'm I'm kind of doing the thing that I always do, which is like the aspirational thing. Like once I get the Apple Watch, I'll go back to the gym, you know, um, and I'll keep a tally. That might be handy, not looking at my phone for workouts and stuff. That could be handy. We'll see. Jury's out on it. Swimming, maybe keeping a track of how fast my fucking lap is. Who gives a shit? Right. So I, anyway, I was like, drive back, please. Now, uh, I love you. Come back with it. So he drops it off and I'm like, oh, thanks very much. Um. Then, like, I'm meant to be, like, feeding the children at this point. The kids are there. And I'm like, okay. And I'm going full golem looking at this thing. You know, I'm scratching my neck. And I'm, like, charging it. And I'm, like, looking at it charging. And they're, like, literally screaming. Like, I'm hungry. <laughs> you know? My daughter keeps saying, nana, banana. Because she calls all food bananas. So she, that means she's hungry. She shouts for bananas, right? And then I give her a banana. And she's like, what the fuck is this shit? And she goes, banana. And I give her an apple. And then she eats it. And then she gets sick because she gets sick when she eats apples. Anyway, um, I'm looking at this thing and then boot it up, do all the things you're supposed to do. I'm like, oh, this seems fairly seamless. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's locked to my old lad's account. And I'm like, all right, what are we going to do here? So get him on the phone, coax him into giving, giving me his, uh, his iCloud password. He gets it wrong. Right. He probably has some like, you know, keyboard instinct that he types in. But anyway, that's not working. And then I was like, all right, go into your, go into your sentence there. And the kids are still like, I'm hungry. And I'm like, but I have, but this is the thing I'm excited about. It. I have to do it now. I have to do it now. And I'm like, go into your sentence, click on where it says your name. Now scroll down. It'll be all the devices that are currently linked. All right, I need you to unlink that. Okay, great. And he does that and it still doesn't work. And he's like, look, I, I tell you what, I'll have a look at it in a few weeks. And I'm like trying to be polite about it. I'm like, okay. All right. I'm not, I, I'm not 14. You know what I mean? Or I'm not seven, actually thinking about how petulant I you know I want to be. I want to be like fucking Veruca Salt. Like, okay, well, there's also like now, now, now. So have you considered that? I I respect your proposal, which was the right proposal, of course, because he just needs to fucking log into it and do it. But at the time, I'm like, no, hang on, we need to know. I respect your proposal, but can I counter something? Now, now, now? And uh, now, now, daddy, me wanty? Have you considered this? So look, I get it. People get excited. They feel like they want to explain saltburn. <laughs> they want to just, uh, you know, unlock a fucking Apple Watch and it's just there staring at me. And I can feel it. Like, I can feel it. 
So that's not healthy. You know, that's not healthy. It could also be the vapes. Could also just be a general fucking itchiness to vape. But I'm not vaping anymore. I said recently on my bonus Canwell uh, shit show podcast that I, I, the vapes were having me believe that I should do nefarious, commit nefarious acts. You know, the vapes were having me consider. Now, I didn't follow through with this. They were having me consider, you know, leaving the kids, pulling over here with the kids in the back and then leaving them there while you go in to get the vape. You know, why don't we do that? Uh, cycling home, uh, you know, Terry's on the bike with the kids. I'm on the bike, you know, I'm meant to be kind of behind them. And I'm like, I wonder if I just cycle ahead of them. I can go to the shop and go to the vape by the time they get there. I'm thinking this shit. I can go get a vape by the time they get come, come around. You know, I would be leaving them, the three of them on the bike, you know, anything could happen. Could be unsteady. I like to be cycling behind them because we have this electric bike that seats, you know, sits the three of them. And I'm like, this is not the act. This is not me coming from within. This is not me acting on my best self. This is a, a fucking toxic spore is trying to control my brain and have me uh, and have me fucking deliver uh, vapes, which I actually have done to my house, paying triple the price. I'm like trying to do the trying to do the fucking girl math on it. Well, I suppose if I actually get four of them, then uh, it works out as less overall for all of them, including the fucking silly getting poor fucking Alberto to cycle all the way out here for just four fucking vapes. He probably prefers it, to be honest. You know, I could have, uh, you know, it's one of these shops. You can just order whatever you want. I could order a fucking two liter bottle of Coke. That'd be insane to have a man deliver that for, uh, you know, six liters of Coke. You could be doing that on the bike. They don't know what they're getting in there. I tip generously. Anyway, I'm just saying that the vapes were having me do, wanting me to commit nefarious acts. So I'm I'm now vilifying them. The spore, the toxic spore. The toxic spore is lying to me. I have a liar. I have a liar that lives with me. All right. I call him Gary. Well, I don't know what I'll call this one. I call this one the spore. The spore is trying to, there's a great episode, Scavenger's Reign. Uh, where about a bug like trying to is kind of like parasite trying to get um, a survivor to to kind of commit its acts by building a nest and stuff. It's really incredible. So that's I'm just going to visualize that fucking little toxic spore, little uh, parasite, little, you know, little uh, T virus, little William Birkin job from Resident Evil 2. Um, what else was I talking about? I was talking about. Do you ever have someone tag a photo of you that looks bad and you just think to yourself, oh my God, you actually just don't know what I look like when I look good. You think that is as good as I look. That's what it feels like, you know. Now, I'm not throwing them under the bus, but Killian was going to put a very unflattering photo of me in this new material night that we're doing. Um, tomorrow, actually, in the Workman's. Sold out, sorry. We'll do some more. We're all doing some new jokes at it tomorrow. Um, the Young Hot Guys, myself and Killian and, and Shane and Peter McGann's going to be there. Um, no women ever. No women ever. No, sorry, there will, of course. Another one's it's just the way it works out. It's worked out um, for the first. But anyway, what I'm saying, yeah, he, he posed, he was going to use a very unflattering photo. And I was like, this is, this feels awful because I know how good looking you are. And I know the difference between like a good looking photo and a bad looking photo of you. And I feel like either you thought it was a good looking photo of me or you don't know the difference. You think that's as good as you'll ever fucking look, you know? That's the thing about hot people. Hot people are like, it's like, oh, that's a bad photo. Like normal looking people, it's like, oh, that's just, 
That's a photo. That's just what you look like. We all look fucking... And they hack at a lot of us, to be honest. Irish people. I find it incredible. I mean, Killian Murphy is probably... Colin Farrell's the best-looking Irishman of all time. Colin Farrell is the hottest, most best-looking, gorgeous Irishman ever, I think. Imho. After that, I would probably put Killian Murphy, even though that kind of, you know, scrawny kind of um, look is not really my style. I mean, I would put Donald Gleeson above as a good-looking guy above Barry Keown, Paul Mescal. Andrew Scott's a good-looking guy because he looks like Peter McGann. Um, but like, all weird-looking guys, like all of them, apart from Colin Farrell. Everyone else, weird-looking guys. But they they really own it quite well, you know? And I feel like that's the missing part here, is the here at home, is the owning of it. I mean, I think Paul Mescal is a, he's a, he's a good-looking guy. He's got the rest going, but I think he's also a weird-looking guy, which is quite striking and probably works well for Hollywood. But I think if you had Lenny Abramson shoot a sex scene of me, I think, I think, I think I'd also be a little thirst trap online, to be honest. You know, just saying. If I had Emerald Fennel shoot me and tell me to fuck a bit of dirt, I think people would be like, okay, what's the story with this guy? Could he not, though, have done a couple of squats, though? Because that's, not that it's a flat arse, but it definitely doesn't, definitely doesn't pop. I actually do have a good touch, so I don't know why I said that. I do have a good touch. What am I talking about? Who are the other actors? I mean, Brendan Gleeson should be a part of the conversation. I actually think he's probably one of the better looking. I think him in, I think he, him in Braveheart with the kind of beard and that kind of look. I think he's probably number two then. I think he'd probably have, and then Donal. I think he'd have Colin Farrell number one. No doubt. No doubt about it. Not a fucking no doubt about it. Then two, probably Brendan Gleeson. Then Donal Gleeson. Then Killian Murphy because he's just so striking and he's got those weird little cherub features. Then Paul Mescal. Then Andrew Scott, I think. What other ones am I missing? Irish male actors. Who are the ones? Liam Con- uh, Pierce Brosnan, Liam Cunningham, Liam Neeson, Gabriel Byrne. Why am I forgetting about all these? Fassbender, Chris O'Dowd, Robert Sheen's good looking bloke. He's, he's, Robert Sheen's probably fucking number two, isn't he? Colin Farrell, then Robert Sheen. No, sorry, P- Pierce Brosnan, number one. Pierce Brosnan, number one, then Colin Farrell, then probably Robert Sheen. Then maybe Brandon Gleeson. Then maybe Liam Cunningham. I think he's a very striking looking man. Who else we got here? Now you're getting into the dregs here. Then maybe Donald Gleeson. Jamie Dornan. Fuck. Hey, okay, look. Some of them are very good looking, but they all have a thing going for them. Right? But I think there needs to be more ownership or the weirder looking ones. You know what I mean? The not traditionally symmetrically handsome Irish guys. And I think, I don't know how we do that. I mean, what do Irish lads have to do to like own looking like a bit looking like a, a spud you know um, look after yourself maybe a bit more moisturise spend a bit more on a haircut 
um, wear clothes that have different textures. Like what? What? What are we? You know, what are we supposed to be doing? Wearing vests, wearing like uh, chokers. I don't know. What? What are we supposed to be doing? You know, how would a not traditionally good looking Irish lad stand out? I'd love to know. I'd love to know your thoughts. I might ask my gay friend. Um, but yeah. It's just driving in here. I was like, we're fucking weird looking guys. But some people can own it and some people don't. I suppose would Killian Murphy, you know, rocking, rocking a cork jersey and Hawaiian shorts and Havianas and like, and like a fade look good? Probably not. You know, would, would Brendan Gleeson rocking like an O'Neill's kind of tracksuit? You know, and slippers most of the time look good. I don't know. So, why am I? I don't know. What I'm talking. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm talking, but like I'm actually like <laughs> I'm actually like elsewhere here. I'm still a bit under the weather. I'm not going to lie. Aren't we all? Says you. Yes. Well, I am. I'm. Uh, I'm a little bit, a little bit delirious, but I somehow seem to be able just to look. You don't get fucking sick days. Let me tell you this. I said this to Terry, and she's like, "You need to stop being so fucking morose in the morning." I've already said this. I've actually already said this. But if you're if you're about to have a kid, right? You it's not that like you get less lions. It's not that you get less lions. You get none. You get none. You will never wake up naturally for the rest of your life. <laughs> no, it's not true. But for a while you your days of just waking up naturally on a Saturday or a Sunday are gone. They're gone. Yeah. Your ability to completely shut off is gone. There's no, there's no, you're, you know. So I love it. It's great. But if someone had sat me down and said, hey, you're, it's no, hey, uh, Pride Rock is fucking empty for you now, bro. There are no more lions. No more lions. Okay. The hyenas have ravaged Pride Rock. What are you talking about? You're not going to have any more lions anymore. No, I'm sure, you know, surely not no lions. Surely like, yeah, no, I mean, fucking none. None. No sick days. You are never naturally waking up ever again. Ever. Ever again. <laughs> you're never going to, your eyes open and the sun's coming in and you're like, what will I do today? You are being, it's fucking, you've somehow nodded off to sleep, right? Because, and it's safe. It's like fucking prison, right? You know, big Jimmy Cavanagh says he's he's looking to get you shanked. And you've been up all night fucking shitting about it. Worried, worried about everything, right? Sleeping in a bed that isn't your own anymore, right? <laughs> and you fall, then you, you manage to fall asleep and you wake up and they've after fucking thrown a, you know, you wake up with a shock, because it's someone crying. <laughs> you wake up with a shock, like a uh, ice ice water just dumped over your head. But look, look, how, how, I hope you're good. I'm great. <laughs> it really does sound like I'm having a breakdown or it's, it sounds like I'm overwhelmed and I'm not. But I suppose I've essentially just spent a whole time, <laughs> the whole time here just talking about how I want to just uh, be left alone and eat Chinese, which is not, which is I suppose on brand. So you get what you pay for. Um, 
And I was supposed to be giving advice. I don't know. My head's a little screwy. I'm also sick, I think, because my my poos aren't nice at the moment, the last couple of days. And I think that the meds are kind of masking that a little bit. <laughs> I think I think the meds are kind of masking the fact that I, I should probably be in bed because the whole family's blocked up and no one's feeling well. And I'm not pooing particularly well. Um, I mean, I'm pooing fine, but I don't like the look of it. <laughs> you know? So there's that going on. Um, like, it's weird. I kind of feel like I have, I have kind of like brain fog that is kind of like super, like supercharged brain fog. Like I'm just powering through brain fog. Like I am saying the things that's, that feel foggy in my brain with like, with, um, with confidence, <laughs> with confidence and, and clarity. But they are, they feel like brain foggy kind of thoughts. So I think, I think I just need to take a bit of a rest. But anyway, look, thanks very much for listening to this podcast. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck this was. Uh, and look, check me out on Tuesday. You know where to find me over here on Headstuff. All the best. I love you. Bye-bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Thank <laughs> you.